Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First of yesterday's news, I own Glen ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, and the curious case is the uh, refused Starship donation. Uh, we'll have a bit more on this. Uh, fireworks uh, went on sale yesterday. which uh, So, Q, you know, annual debate about fireworks and how dumb they are. Um, potholes. Uh, what's the deal with resealing your road but not fixing the potholes? We've got a mayor who's asking that very question, and we're going to finish up uh, with the downfall of social media. <laughs> um, but before any of that, uh, interest rates uh, uppity up, 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 up. This guy wishes he'd fixed for a bit longer. It's uh, pretty scary, really, considering um, yeah, we. We thought, oh, well, we'll jump into the um, real estate market uh, last year. And, oh, my God, have you ever heard of 2.8% locked-in finance? No. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just the most – it was the most exciting thing we'd ever seen. Um, and our biggest regret is that we just didn't lock in for longer. Um, two years at that term um, – yeah, it's just not long enough. I wish that we'd uh, – I wish – in hindsight, that we'd taken that higher mortgage rate and gone for five years, but that's how it is. So. That's hindsight, though, isn't it, Stu? And no one can uh, blame you for that because when have we ever really, for the last 10 years, been a nation that locks in for five um, five years mm. at a very high percent? And we exactly. were told by the economists, most of them, that we had a good couple of years of, of yeah. low interest rates before they started to ramp up, and that's been all blown out of the water. Is this your first house, Stu? Yes, that's right. So we, we purchased this house um, in a very sorry state and have spent a lot of uh, energy renovating it. We've now got it on the market. Mm. Uh, it's now, everything's brand new. So if you want to move to Potato, that's the way. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I think I just come on talk back to try and sell his house. Sounds like it. Hey, guys, the mortgages last for a long time. Um, and generally the economic climate you know, is kind of cyclical and changes around uh, within that time. So sometimes rates will be up, sometimes they'll be down. Don't panic. <laughs> I mean, panic if you want, but life's too short. Uh, now, uh, some guy uh, won some money because he had something to do with horse racing or something, and Starship, he, w- he wanted to give it to them and they didn't want it. This is... This got people up in arms yesterday. We never did, did we actually hear from Starship? It was a lot of fun yesterday. People had fun. Nobody got messy. And I am willing to bet that not one single person... Oh, there's that betting word again. I'm willing to bet not one single person went home from that lunch and committed harm on any person or any living creature. It was all terribly civilised and fun and positive and money was raised for a worthwhile initiative that they wouldn't otherwise have got. And horse racing was involved. Ooh, gambling. Now, where does it end? Anybody who gets on their high horse, loving the horsing analogies this morning, but anybody who gets on their high horse over morality can find themselves bucked off pretty jolly quickly And I'm not really looking at the Starship Foundation, I'm looking at the partners who have pointed the digit and said, you must not take money from horse racing. 
how utterly, utterly absurd. See, I find horse racing utterly, utterly absurd. And I said right at the beginning of the morning yesterday that this is one of those issues where people will have opposing views on it and you'll never, ever get them to agree. There'll be people who just can't understand why Starship would refuse this donation and then there were people who go, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm a person who goes, yeah, I get it. But I know that I'm never convinced other people about it. And by other people, I mean Mike Hosking. Right, moving on. Um, uh, so fireworks day yesterday and that it's for some reason we can buy fireworks this is another stupid thing that's you know a carryover from the old days we get to buy things that can explode in our hands in our faces for, for a week every year a few days and then you know we talk about it for a few days every year every year by the way fireworks are on sale and yes, some people don't like them, but a lot of people love them. But what's happened is because of virtue signalling, that's right, virtue signalling, a number of established retailers will not sell fireworks. Oh, they'll sell cigarettes. And they'll sell the booze. But something that's culturally significant that brings so much joy they won't sell. So anyway. Wow, I've never heard anybody describe uh, fireworks as being culturally significant before. That sounds like um, bullshit. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) How is... uh, It's not... I I, I, I can't be bothered getting into it for another year. Uh, Uh... I'm just feeling really old this year. I'm feeling like I've just seen everything that's happening before. But it's all happening at once. Um, Certainly I feel like the roads have never been as bad as they are now. What's that about? Uh, This mayor wants his road fixed. His road, uh, he thought he, I think he thought it was getting fixed because uh, Wakatahi came along and sealed it. But they didn't actually fill in the potholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making this up. You gone out to look at this? I have. Yeah, what do you I, reckon? I actually drive over it quite regularly, and it's it's quite unbelievable. The actual area that's been sealed is like driving on a gravel road. The whole thing is rough. There's hollows where they've dug out and repaired in the past that you still sort of rock through, um, all sealed over. And yeah, there's one area where there's a pothole. Um, and it's been sealed over and, and a white line along the side of it. So, yeah, quite unbelievable, actually. Okay, so have you talked to Waka Kotahi Transport Agency about this? Yes, I have um, spoken to our relationship manager there. Um, she wasn't very happy about it and um, said she'll follow up and they're uh, doing an inspection this week and she's going to come back to me. So they've been very good um, because I think they are struggling with some of the contracts at the moment. Oh, is it so? It's not a it's not a Waka Kotahi Transport Agency problem. It's a it's the subcontractor, is it? Well, it's the subcontractors that do the actual job. The buck stops with Waka Kotahi. They're the ones that need to have a look. They're but does the it sound, Phil? No, I, I hear you. But does it sound to you like the subbies are just seeing what they can get away with? Well, I almost wonder what's happening because we've just had a stretch of uh, State Highway Three that was um, uh, uh, re- redone about eight months ago. 
Um, there was a lot of diversions in place for that. There was hold up for, for quite an extended period of weeks. Um, but we can live with that to get the job done. I'm at the point now where I'm so resigned to infrastructure disruption that I'm almost finding it amusing and entertaining. Um, around the corner from my house, just like on a suburban street, uh, for a distance of about uh, 200 metres, I suppose. Might be 300 metres, probably just two, two, two to 300 metres. They have um, resealed the whole road with um, coarse chip. I don't know what you call it, but you know the very stony sort of stuff. The rest of the all the uh, rest of the streets are smooth, and you've got this stony stuff. I I don't know if they're coming back and they're going to put smooth stuff over the top of it. I don't know how roads work, but you know there's little bits of stone and and tar and stuff all over the place. And you sort of see that and you go, oh, well, I guess they know what they're doing. You just sort of assume that they know what they're doing. Sometimes you wonder if they know what they're doing. Uh, We're going to finish up here with Elon Musk. I don't know if he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's obviously made enough good good decisions in his life that he's become one of the world's richest men. But he must know what he's doing about some things, but... Twitter, eh? Since when do you care what a bunch of strangers on the internet think? Do you stop people in the street when you walk past them and ask them what they're thinking? Does the opinion of some random you've never met and probably never will again, does it really concern you? And what can you do about it anyway? Nothing. So why waste energy on it? Anyway, this National Security Long-Term Insights survey yesterday showed one in four Kiwis are worried about misinformation online. They see it as the greatest threat to them and their families. So 25% of us are worried about national security. How would we ever really know the ins and outs of our national security anyway, though? Let's be honest. I mean, how much is us worrying about it going to actually change it? The PM thinks misinformation is impacting our liberal democracies. I can think of a lot of things impacting our liberal democracy here in New Zealand at the moment. Misinformation would not be top of my list. In fact, the government's peddling of it might be, though. But this is what I mean. Who to trust? We've developed a healthy cynicism, I reckon, about the media by now, surely, and politicians. Do we really take at face value everything we see and hear? I get that misinformation can be dangerous and take people down a rabbit hole. Most sensible people with their wits about them, though, won't go down these rabbit holes. I'm talking about the stuff you can control, knowing the algorithms you're a part of, or at least acknowledging they exist, questioning what you're fed online. Deleting or getting rid of stuff that doesn't sit quite right with you. If your media feeds are stressful, get rid of them. Is it possible that more of this stuff than we realise is actually within our control? Surely it's liberating to just worry about what you can control and forget the rest. It's less the misinformation I'm worried about personally and more the information overload that I think's the problem. I mean, I think the, the real issue, in my view... Is the, you know all this stuff? It happened too fast. It, you know, talk about cultural significance or whatever it was that Marcus was saying about the fireworks. Uh, the, you know, we had all this ability to literally comment on a world stage without any of the sort of the maturity 
to know how to handle it. And I think we're slowly getting there. And like Kate says, realizing that we don't need it or can just ignore it if we want to. I don't think she's quite right about the um, walking down the street analogy and asking people what they think. You're not asking... The comment section isn't really asking people what they think. It's people shouting at you from the other side of the street saying, you, man, you are ugly. You walk funny. And that does actually happen in life sometimes. What, you've never had people shout at you that you walk funny? I get that all the time. Hmm. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that's been News Talk ZB. I'm in a reflective mood today. Did you pick up on that? Philosophical mood. Um, I'll see you back here with more great philosophy tomorrow. Glenn ZB, one of the world's great philosophers, don't you know? See you then.